0: Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today's Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 296, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com. Slash PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation network, you can find me at Anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jake saw zero one. As always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments, rate this podcast as you see fit, meaning give us a five out of five, a hundred percent straight a, a plus so we can build our audience. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. So if you prefer, you can watch the show over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to that. And for new and or longtime listeners, we have a Patreon. So you can support our show for $1 a month. It's a $1 level and the tier is called The One and Only. $1 club. Head over to www.patreon.com. P.S. This is awesome. Become a $1 patron and we will mail you a free die cut vinyl sticker in the mail. And uh, we'll also give you a shout out in the show. Now with this $1 a month pledge, you will sometimes, maybe not always, but sometimes get the podcast a few days early. We do air every wednesday this has been a recent shift for the show and it seems to be working pretty well so if you are a patron of the show for one dollar a month you probably will get the episode earlier in the week there are no promises with that so you can't come back and say i didn't get my episode early we're not promising it but we do have our sights set on trying to deliver that to you each and every week. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing this evening?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Had a, It was a nice day today. I'm, I'm trying to take it easy because of the vertigo issues I was talking about in the last podcast. But So I didn't get to do a whole lot outside, which is unfortunate. But I was able to do a couple of things Um, I bought, so our electric bill recently has been super high. And so I want to get an idea of maybe why that is. So I bought this, um, whole home, like, uh, power usage kind of monitoring kit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, basically you have to like go inside your breaker panel and like install these sensors and stuff like that. And it's, you know. Something that I'm comfortable with just because of my my job and, like, my training and stuff like that. Um, Probably not something that I would advise almost anybody do just because, you know, you could get really hurt getting inside of a live electrical panel. But um, basically what it allows me to do is uh, I have this app on my phone now, and when I pull it up, It'll tell me, like, on the circuits that I have sensors on, it'll tell me, like, how much power that particular circuit is using, when it's using it, and I can map it to, like, how much money it's costing me and, like, all this stuff. So, like, I have one, for example, like, I have one on my pool pump, and I have one on my water heater, and I have one on my air conditioner, and I have one on my my clothes dryer and and stuff like that. And so... What it allows me to do is just be like, oh, well, maybe my fridge is just really fucking old and shitty. So I could put, like, a sensor on just the fridge, Mm -hmm. and it'll show me, like, how much power the – how much the fridge is costing me every single month, basically. Right, And uh, it's just a – I mean, it's something that really interests me, and it's also just something for me to see what I can do about trying to reel it in a little bit because – my electric bill this past month is the highest it's ever been. And it was so fucking high. I couldn't believe it. So like, I almost thought that maybe there was like a mistake, like, like something wrong, you know, but, uh, yeah. So that's kind of cool. So I've been dicking around with that. And then, um, I just found out today. Did you know they're remaking the toxic Avenger?
0: Yeah. I just found out. Uh, my friend Mike Fritz sent me a. Uh, he sent me a link to the trailer thing, and he said this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I didn't watch it yet.
1: Yeah. Have you? But did you see the original? I don't know. It was. It's from a long time ago. It's like 1984, 1986. Probably or not. Like that it was like a. I've heard like of a, it, like but I don't. Be. It's not bringing yeah. like anything. To mind. So. Um, I'm curious how the remake is going how is going to go. I mean it's got I think it's like got some legitimate uh sort of talent work going into it because mm. it's got like Peter Dinklage is in it, Elijah Wood, Kevin Bacon. That makes sense. Frickin' – I mean I guess it's you know, maybe it's going to be like if you watch the trailer, it it looks like they're really playing into the The campiness Mm. of the 80s so i'm hoping that it that it hits well and is not just like super cheesy you know what i mean um because i remember there was a time when sarah and i were really into watching like a lot of these just like campy sort of ridiculous horror movies from the 80s like uh, uh what was the other one um The one where, like, the guy... reanimator, Like, that's another one. Or, um... You know, uh... uh, There was another movie called Blood Car, which was really fucking awesome. Um... Like, shit that Keith would get a kick out of. Oh, yeah. But, uh... But, yeah, I I don't know. I just... I saw I just, like, happened upon the trailer for it today, and I had no idea they were remaking it, so it kind of makes me a little bit excited.
0: I... (sighs) I have to watch the trailer. I I like that stuff a lot. In fact, I got my my new Michael Myers mask for Halloween this year. And I'm excited about it. So I'll leave it there. But, yeah, I like that scary stuff. I really enjoy it. There's something about this time of year where you just want to, like, I don't know, get spooked or like get campy or like even like a movie like Quentin Tarantino's uh oh God, what was it called Death Proof which he hates. He hates that movie. He said he hates it. Who hates that? Quentin Tarantino, he hates it. It's his own movie. Yeah. He's been like on record saying like he's embarrassed of it. So you can't find Blu-rays anything of that movie. Like they just never made them, but I loved that movie. It was so what was good. was the
1: one What was the one that was uh, paired with it? Because there was two that came out at the exact same time, remember? And it was a double feature? It was Death Proof? Yeah, yeah, the one had um, a lady
0: with a machine gun on her leg.
1: It was like Terror something. Fuck, what was it called?
0: Uh, I gotta look it up. I have to look it up. But I love that Uh, kind of shit this time of year. Planet Terror. Planet Terror is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think... Um, I mean, the listeners may correct me, but I, I don't believe there's a Death Proof... HD, like whatever they're called, Um, like remake or whatever. Well, not a remake, but like a 4K or anything. Mm. There's an extended unrated Blu-ray of it. It's seven dollars. I'm gonna have to fucking buy it right now because that movie was Mel Gibbs, Kurt Russell was in it. Sorry, it was so good. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure everyone kind of agrees with you that like of the two that people thought that one was really good. It was amazing. I don't know why why, uh, Quentin Tarantino doesn't like it.
0: Yeah. So this is weird. I just got on Amazon and I'm looking. It was the Grindhouse pictures, right? It was a Grindhouse, Death Proof and Planet Terror, two-disc collector's edition. Blu-ray, $16.99, only one left in stock. And then you look down and it says Blu-ray, $150.74. And then the DVD is fifteen dollars, so I should probably just buy this now. If the collector's edition is is truly like hard to get a hold of, they say they only have one left in stock, and then there's three used and new um, from forty dollars and higher. It must be the last one that Amazon has in stock right now. Weird. I'm gonna buy it. No shit, that's one hundred and fifty dollars. It is one hundred and fifty dollars. It's not fifteen dollars. The DVD is fifteen dollars. The Blu-ray is one hundred and fifty dollars. Damn, <laughs> you can't get it. I love this fucking movie though. It's so good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, blu- the Blu-ray for Death Proof on its own is only seven dollars. So that's not like a big deal. But getting the collector's edition because, like, I guess he just was kind of ashamed and didn't like it. He didn't like the way it turned out. I don't know what the hell. Listen to him huh. talk about it.
1: That's pretty strange.
0: Yeah. I really like that movie, though. So I think it'll go down as, like, probably one of his m- most enjoyed movies, honestly. It's like where all the girls, like, you know, Mel Gibson. Is it Mel Gibson? Who is it? Kurt Russell. Wasn't it Kurt Russell?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Didn't he have, like, an eye patch?
0: Yeah. And he was, he and he almost, was a stunt he car driver. He was a like Snake Plissken. Yeah. Yeah. And he he has, like, the roll cage and everything, and they make the car so the stunt driver doesn't get hurt in the wrecks. But he takes it, and, like, he gets – he picks up people from the bar, and uh, he puts them in the passenger seat, but there's no seat belt. And he goes, and he gets in wrecks on purpose, and he kills them that way. It's like a serial killer kills people with a stunt car. It's fucking wild. (laughs) I think the problem is maybe nowadays – like, obviously, he was – it's just his character like he i think but believe that he targeted women you know and i I don't think that goes you know people appreciate that now obviously you should never appreciate that ever but what i'm trying to say is is I, i don't think that it it uh aged well with the current you know whatever but it's a fucking great movie um you know serial killers have a fucking type dude that's all i'm saying (laughs) <laughs> that's who Mel Gibson yeah. was after or whatever the fuck Kurt Russell sorry I keep saying the wrong thing it plays true to the character probably it's just so fucking good it's so cool but, but at the end the, the women get him back you know that's the fun part is like they they make him um, essentially spoiler he becomes a victim of his own devices you know what I mean it's so good and it's it's so um, yeah a lot of retribution in that, that movie it's so fucking awesome I don't know. so cool. We don't need to talk about that shit. Uh, We had a show, Jake. We just played it. My buddy, Josh Travis. I'll give him a quick shout out on this show. I don't don't know that we have a ton of listeners, but he's got a great band. And uh, he just played a release concert on Friday in Erie PA at the 1020 Collective. And we opened for him. Um, It was a token of uh, our way of just uh, helping him send off his record. Um, We did 45 minutes. And Josh played it about an hour and a half. And uh, it was a, it was a really nice time. The sound was on point, and uh, I had a really nice time. Thought we sounded really good. So good job there. And had Hero Quest today. So if you want to check Josh out, I think it's Josh Travis Music. You can go check that out. But uh, we had Hero Quest today. We finished the first campaign. So fourteen quests in the book, which was good. I almost killed some people, but I didn't. Um, came really close. It w- it was a really good time. I uh, I thought, I think Sarah had fun too, but, uh, yeah, man, it was good. I have this cursed city game that I really want to play this fall, but the hero quest group is really pushing just to keep hero quest going, but I'm gonna have to put the keybosh on it for at least two months, fall into November cursed city with the werewolves. It's a co-op game. I've been talking about it a while I've got it all 3d printed now, pretty much all the, all the cool accoutrements, the buildings, the scatter terrain—it's awesome, it's so good. Vampire shit, werewolf shit—you gotta play it this time of year. It's ready. It's ready to be played. It's asking to be played. We have to do it. HeroQuest needs to take a break, but we will be returning to it for sure. So that was my weekend so far in nutshell. We're recording this on Saturday to air on Wednesday. The patrons will get it. Maybe tonight if they're lucky. Probably, definitely tomorrow. Duh. Anything else? Oh. I said I talked about the Michael Myers mask. What else? My brother has a birthday coming up on the second. I went and got him a gift just a minute ago. When I right after or right before I called you, I had picked up a gift for him. October second birthday. Um I'm Trying to think what else was going on. Uh That's probably the one of my land video is coming out on Friday. So by the time you hear this, listeners, if you want to check out our music video, be on YouTube. YouTube dot com slash. One if by land PA or just maybe one if by land. I don't know what it is, but look it up. The video is going to be really cool. And uh, it is really cool. Actually, I can I can confirm I can attest to it, but you should check it out and listen to the song. The problem with this music video, Jake, is that the video kind of doesn't require like a lot of attention, but like it's fun to watch. So the problem is that I'm realizing as I watch this music video I put together that I'm not even listening to the music. Like, so it's like counterintuitive. The song, I think just kind of flies over people. Like I posted this teaser and someone was like, Oh, I want to hear it. And I was like, dude, the song is like, there's like a 15 second clip of the song in the background. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm like, what? (laughs) Anyways, it is what it is. So that'll, that'll be live on Friday along with the pre-order for our new record, um, which is going to be titled American crows been a long work a long time working on it so we're real excited to get that out the gate so get it out the door push it out and on with the next but we're not here to talk about all that stuff jake we're here to talk about playstation this is a playstation podcast after all so the first thing we do on our playstation podcast after we chit chat for a little bit is we talk about current games that we're playing and I have not made any changes to what I've been playing. I'm still in Cyberpunk 2077. I'm doing like a side mission every night, progressing the main story here and there. I've beaten this already. I am currently a street kit, street kid in this playthrough. And as soon as I get to close to the end, I, I am going to go buy Phantom Liberty and dive into Dogtown. Because I, I'm interested in this game again. I just... I really like it. It's a really good game. Uh, the only... The only real complaint that I have about the game at this point, having played it when it first came out and it crashed a million times, but I still liked it. I could tell it was a good game, but I, you know, wasn't stoked that it was crashing all the time. Uh, The only complaint at this point in my my playthrough of the game is the vehicle combat's fine, but the way the vehicles handle is still straight garbage. The only vehicles I can get around on are the bikes. So... I don't know. That's what I'm playing.
1: Yeah, the the driving in that game is just fucking horrible. Um, but I have heard nothing but good things about the way that they updated the game and stuff. So I think that I don't know if it's something that I'm going to play, at least not right away. But if you've never played Cyberpunk before, my understanding is that this is definitely the best time to jump in. It's like the best the game's ever been. It's fantastic. Um, apparently, this new DLC is pretty dope. Uh, I heard it's like in the middle of the campaign, which is kind of fucked. But um, I don't know if that's true or not because I haven't played it.
0: You can. I don't know where it shows up in a playthrough from the beginning. But I know that if you have a save and you have a character already built. You can reload it right before the final mission and you'll get like a phone call. It's kind of how they do it, did it in the Grand Theft Auto DLC. You'll get like this phone call and then you answer it and then you're on the wild goose chase. You're, you're, you're doing the Phantom Liberty stuff. But you can also from the menu go to Phantom Liberty and say, I just want to play this and start a character right there, which is weird. Hmm. But I don't know where it naturally shows up. Like, like if you get like the collector's edition, which is inevitably is going to come out with, which is going to include that probably. Or you know, if you download it, like myself, I haven't done it yet, and then you're just like, oh, I'm going to start a brand new game with it already downloaded. Where it appears in your playthrough? That's interesting. If it's in the middle.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just was listening to another podcast, and they kind of mentioned that. So I don't know if. Uh if it's that way for everybody or not but based on what i think part of the story of the dlc is about it seems kind of weird that it would be in the middle of the unless they've altered the way that the campaign ends based on whether or not you've played this story
0: i heard that there is a different ending to the game Hmm. interesting yeah jake what are you doing what are you playing
1: Oh, I'm just, I'm still just playing Starfield. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm like, I've got to be 30 hours into it at this point. Um, I think I'm at like, uh, like the, there's like a point in the campaign where it's like kind of building up to the, the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it the, the climax mission or whatever the hell. But, uh, so, Basically, now that I've kind of unlocked sort of that whole element, I think uh, I'm going to start veering off and doing a lot of the faction quest lines and stuff and kind of come back to that, because if you've ever played a Bethesda game before, nine times out of 10, the main story is not very good. And it's always the faction quest lines that are the fucking best. I mean, the Fallout games were like this. The Elder Scrolls games were like this. It was like like Skyrim, for example. The main quest line was kind of meh. Like the coolest thing about it was getting the the you know learning how to do the Dragonborn stuff, and then the part where you meet Parthennax. But other than that, like it's just kind of meh. Mm-hmm. But it, but like all of the the faction quest lines like the Dark Brotherhood and the even like the the Imperial versus the Stormcloak kind of quest line and the Thieves Guild quest line. Like all that shit is just way more fun. The stories are way more interesting to me. It seems kind of strange just from an outsider's perspective. Like, why are your side faction quest lines more interesting than your main story? Like you would think like and this is consistent across all their games. So, like, I'm not really sure why that is. But to be fair, the main quest line in this game is much more interesting than I'm used to in their games. But I'm kind of excited to dive into some of the more, like, side content. Because you get, like... uh you get, like, special quests that you can go on with, like, your different companions and stuff, and it fleshes out your relationships and all that kind of junk, mm-hmm. which those quest lines are always a little bit more meaningful than, like, the, oh, the world's ending kind of quests. Like, it's kind of trite at this point, um, but I'm still really enjoying it. The ship combat is fun, but I can't really figure it out. Like, it's really hard. Like, there are times where, like, if I'm one-on-one with a ship, I can almost destroy it every single time. Mm. Two-on-one with a ship, uh, not too bad. But there are times where I'll, like – like, I was doing this simulator thing where you, like, join the one faction where there's a simulator where you can do these ship battles. And it, like, drops you into one where there's, like, three – three or four ships that you have to fight at once. And I have no idea how you're supposed to be able to kill them all without getting killed yourself. It's just like they can lock onto you with missiles and like, they're all kind of coming from different angles. So it's hard to really dodge everything. There's probably some like key system about how it works that I just don't understand. But uh, maybe there's like a hack you can do to like make it easy or whatever. But um, I don't know. That's
0: kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Right, right now though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I just, I don't know. I, it's a game I'll probably never play. We've talked about this. Um, I do. So,
1: so Spider Man's coming out soon. I'm not gonna replay that, the first game.
0: No, neither I am I. Before play Spider
1: Man Two, but I do kind of want to play back through Alan Wake before I play Alan Wake Two, and. Dude, I'm like, and maybe if there's any listeners out there that care to comment, please comment on this. I'm halfway's considering playing Alan Wake two before Spider Man.
0: I'm going to. Because
1: Alan Wake two, I know. The thing is, is I think they're both going to be relatively s- samey as far as game length goes. Alan Wake's probably around 20. for whatever reason, they're like, Alan Wake 2 is going to be fucking 35 hours long. It's like, <laughs> why? I don't know. But for whatever reason, they decided to make it that long. And I think that they came out and said the main story for Spider-Man is going to be about 30 hours long. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Spider-Man being an open world game is I could see myself maybe going for the platinum after I beat that game, like I did the first one. Right. So... I don't know, but I'm I'm more just like with like I'm people are starting to put out Halloween decorations, fall's coming in and everything. I'm kind of more in the mood for Alan Wake than I am for Spider-Man. Well, play the
0: first Alan Wake, and then that'll be the determining factor. If you're like I've had enough of this, and I'll just I'm ready for something different.
1: I see the thing is is that I don't want to make that mistake. Like I made that mistake with The Last of Us Part Two. And I think playing the first one and jumping right into the second one actually depreciated my experience because I was burned out of like the gameplay. You know what I mean? Well, like, you not gotta necessarily play the first the down.
0: story. You gotta play the first down on Wake, man. If you don't remember it,
1: I mean, I can just watch a recap. I'm not really. I, sure. I, I'll remember it if I watch a recap of it. Yeah. I've played it. It's not like I haven't. You played have to it at
0: least do that. Oh, excuse me.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely will get a recap before I play the second one, but. I'm just kind of laying out what I'm feeling right now. I just I don't I'm excited. I'm really excited to play Spider-Man 2, but part of me is like maybe I should just bang out Alan Wake first. Yeah. And then jump into Spider-Man. But I you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe people want us to talk about it, but it might be more worth like it might be better if we're playing the same game at the same time. Like we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. So Maybe we should both just play Alan Wake first, and then play Spider Man. I'm and definitely buying spend it. Spend the rest, basically spend the next couple of months just talking about both those games. A couple games, but at least we'll be on the same page. I don't know. If anybody has any opinions, please write in. But mm. sounds kind of like a plan.
0: I think you're right. I think you're onto something. All right. Well, very good. So obviously, when listeners write in, we got to write them back, and we got to talk about it. Because you you guys are the the blood of the show, the blood and butter of the show. So, not the bread and butter, the blood and butter, dude. But we didn't really have any write-ins again. But J1 did write in. And as soon as the news broke, he wrote. And he said, breaking news. So, again, this is listener feedback. I guess I should dial it back real quick. Roll it back for one second. If you want to write the show, you can write us on our YouTube site. Leave a comment on the most recent podcast video. You can write us at our Gmail account, which is awesome at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a message on Patreon. But you have to be a subscriber to do that. And uh, we would appreciate you to correspond with us that way. But we will accept all and any correspondence. So J1 writes in. And J1 writes, breaking news, Jim Ryan is officially planning on retiring from CEO Sony Interactive Entertainment in March of 2024 of next year. So with that being said, let's just jump to that news point real quick. We talk about the news every show. And this is probably the this is definitely the biggest news point this week on the show. I mean, is it unexpected? Maybe a little bit. Is it? I don't know. He's stepping down, so he's not getting fired or anything. He's retiring from his role, and as we know, he's president and CEO. And uh, his time with Sony will end in March of 2024, so no predecessor has been named at this time. And also let it be known that it seems that the directional shift for PlayStation to approach games as a service was spearheaded by Mr. Ryan, and while he wasn't the most adored PlayStation boss, I wouldn't expect, Jake, that the new boss, whoever it may be, come in and mix things up. So I would expect them to kind of stay in the same trajectory. And uh, I would say that Jim Ryan was, is definitely more of a businessman than a gamer. And uh, I think that is the heart of where all the fuss came from and all the PlayStation gamers who were upset with Jim Ryan. He's, he, he he caused some controversy, with the way that he was kind of running shit. But he's leaving in March of 2024, and uh, this is interesting. It opens up a ton of possibilities and questions. Uh, maybe Mark Cerny steps in. No, I'm just kidding. Why would they put him in a role like that? Uh, but what do you think, man? What do you think's happening? What do you think of this? News? I don't think
1: anything on happening. I think he just doesn't want to travel anymore. I mean... <laughs> He's come out and said in the past that it's been really hard for him to get around. Uh I mean he lives in Europe, mm-hmm. but he like works in America and he's always going to so he's always going to Japan and stuff. So and he's I mean he's probably in his mid to late 50s I'm guessing. So he probably just wants to f- fucking cash out and Go hang out at home. He's been traveling for – since the pandemic started basically probably. So uh, I don't think that there's anything like bad happening, but uh, it does feel a little bit like – it feels like odd timing a little bit or just like kind of bizarre. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would think that there are other CEOs – not necessarily for Sony, but maybe with other companies and stuff that would, they try to go out with a splash. You know what I mean? But uh, there really hasn't been anything. I mean, he's he's been the steward of a lot, like a successful launch of the console, um, buying Bungie, a bunch of other stuff. It's like some of the biggest growth in PlayStation history, he's been responsible for. Right. But none the of it different has been tiers really of flashy. PlayStation
0: Plus. What's that?
1: None of it's been really flashy. You know what I mean? Because um, he's not like the people's people. He's not like the gamers, ga- like the gamers CEO. You know what I mean? But right. Like, I, like, I almost wonder if like, I, I would almost have expected there to be like a. um, Like another PlayStation showcase, maybe after Spider-Man comes out, he announces like all this fucking gnarly shit. And then just be like, sorry to let you guys know that I'm gonna be retiring at the end of the year or something. Like that would have been kind of a dope thing for him to do. But maybe he's just like had enough. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean Where else do you go from there? I mean, just retire and just take it easy, right? Sit back and watch yeah. watch the company from afar, you know? Sure. And maybe maybe act. From time to time as a, I don't know, as an outside, unbiased person to bounce ideas off of. Who knows? I mean, I don't know if companies do that, but I don't know why you wouldn't utilize that pool of people and of talent in different ways, you know, if possible. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, so that's that's the biggest news this week. Jim Ryan, uh, Sayonara, man, he's out. So, not yet, but he will be. And like you said, I would be curious to see if, like, he has a mic drop, drop moment still up his sleeve. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. I mean, we have a news point later about Kojima and stuff. But, I mean, like, is there is there something in the works that, like, while he was, you know, in his role... He says, well, if I can get our company to here, that's that's when I'm ready to retire. If I can get us to this thing, if I can make this happen, I'm good to go. And I wonder if that thing, if this is all speculative, I wonder if that thing has yet to be announced. Like, is he is he leaving some sort of interesting... I don't I don't know, hopeful Mark on PlayStation. I don't know. Or maybe he's just fucking old and doesn't want to travel like you said, you know what I mean? I, it, who knows? We don't know. Dude, could you imagine?
1: Could you imagine traveling 3 out of 4 weeks every single month?
0: No, because I don't like airplanes. Being, being gone home.
1: for three weeks and being home for a week. Being gone for three weeks and being home for a week. That sounds fucking miserable to me. Is that you what know, it was for him? like it. Yeah, I, th- I think it was something like that. And if you imagine doing that for four years straight. Yeah. Not to mention like doing that during the pandemic and everything. Like how fucking crazy would that be? Yeah. So you know, like I said, it could be I, I would think that it would be a little bit more curt if it was a bad terms thing. Oh but it yeah. Sounds like everybody's everybody's really kind of complimenting each other in this process, so I think he just wants out is all.
0: Yeah, Xbox boss said some nice things about him. Said he was like a A hard charger, you know, whatever, stuff like that. Um, I'm sitting here, and uh, I forgot that this happened, and and this is going to be a little bit of a digression, but this guitar pick I'm holding right here, you see this? Yeah. It has a parrot on the back with a captain's hat with a question mark on it. And on the other side, it says Jimmy Buffett, I don't know, slash 2017 and it has like the little thing instead of saying i don't know it says i still don't know jimmy buffett died i played a concert and his stage manager was at it and he came up and he told me what a great set i played and he was really happy to see that original live music was still good and going and he gave me one of these picks from jimmy buffett's tour and it's sitting here and i forgot all about it and i just saw it and i was like he died, not the stage mayor, but Jim Buffett died. That's crazy. I forgot that even happened. Fucking wild. That's wild. It is wild. Um, but anyways, that yeah, he gave me a Jimmy Buffett pick from that from that tour. <laughs> anyways, like I said, it was a digression. I'm sorry. I just saw that and I was really fucking weird. Um, next news point, Jake. How about we talk about number number one on our notes, number two for the listeners. We talked last episode with the way that we're recording our podcast now with when we're recording it. I don't have X timely access to the things that we normally talk about. So the PlayStation games leaked the PlayStation Plus games leaked for October and we knew of two of them. The two that we knew about and we talked about was that the Callisto Protocol and Farming Simulator 2022 were coming to PS Plus for October And we weren't sure if there was going to be a third one or if it just didn't leak yet. Well, now we know what it is. So as an update to our last show, Weird West is the third edition to the PS Plus games for October. Weird West looks good, actually. And I was watching when it came out, different YouTube channels and people were really enjoying this game. So, I'm kind of curious about playing it, to be honest. But it's not the best time for me to get into anything new. Jake, have you... Is
1: is Weird West the one that's, like, uh, turn-based? Yes. Yeah. It looked good. I remember when it first came out, looking at it and thinking that, like, it had... um, I'm just looking at some...
0: uh, I don't know. Devolver made it, but this says... This says it's an action role role playing video game. It's got a ninety three percent on uh Google for people who like it. I thought it was turn based, but it's a reimagining it is, it is of the action. Wild West. It, it
1: does look I'm look I'm watching it right now. It has some uh the combat has some like almost some like hotline Miami kind of vibes to it. It looks really I don't know, it good. seems it actually seems pretty freaking cool if I'm being honest with you. This would be a kind of a neat little palate cleanser. Yeah. From some of the bigger crazier games that I've been playing recently. I might download download this and check it out just as kind of like something to play on the side.
0: Yeah, this might I might have it confused with what I thought was like the the turn-based thing, but I, I don't remember, but I thought Weird West was one that I had my radar on, but I never talked about it on the show, obviously, but it's one of those ones. It looks that,
1: like it's got like it looks like it's got like twin stick combat. Yeah,
0: it looks good. It it looks cool. Me. Yeah, so just a quick update to episode 295. This is episode 296, obviously. And let's get on to the next news point. And uh, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, the remake that was announced a while back now, is seeing a calculated removal of trailers that were put on YouTube. And they're now... uh, they're now saying that it, it, these YouTube trailers have been removed due to the music licensing issue. And I believe that. That can happen all the time. But there was initial skepticism, Jake, that this was a sign that the game was in trouble or maybe being a term I'm going to create, shadow lifted off the net. Is that a shadow dropped, shadow lifted out of the air, pulling it out of the internet. So it looks as if it never existed. I don't know this game I don't think is going to happen personally.
1: It does have this feeling like uh they don't care about it anymore or like they're trying to kind of sweep it under the rug a little bit. So I I don't know. I I'm, I'm not sure that the removal of the trailers and stuff if that is any deeper than what they've said. But mm-hmm. I think that there definitely is some turmoil going on here with uh, with this game. And I'd be shocked if we see it anytime soon. And, dude, who knows? I Because mean, I don't think that, uh, what was that studio that was supposed to, something with an A, that was supposed to do it. But I think that they've basically established that they're not, um, they're not capable. So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what happens. But this could very well just be a, a simple licensing issue. But there's clearly more going on with this game than simple licensing issues on YouTube trailers. If it was really like something that, they, that Sony really cared about, they would have made sure... That uh the stuff was all the licensing was taken care of, <laughs> right. you know
0: what I mean like i I don't know, I don't know what else to say, it definitely makes you think, maybe may, maybe, maybe this is Jim Ryan's mic drop. He's like, guys, I'm out, here's Cotour remake. <laughs> I doubt it and it's a piece of shit, yeah <laughs> I mean anything could be possible, you know what I mean like, I guess it could be a piece of shit. But that's interesting. I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, I've uploaded shit on YouTube with my music on and have ran Inspire. into fire, ran into music licensing issues. And I'm like, but I'm this musician and like sometimes it's easier just to pull shit off than try to fucking debate with YouTube staff about what you own and what you don't own. So, yeah. Or maybe they're pulling trailers because they they realize that the announcement was way too early right that could be part of it too
1: if they've tra- if they've changed uh developers or something i mean it could be crazy right but yeah yeah i don't know i think there's been it, basically everybody's been saying that aspire is not the jam for this yeah so i guess we'll have to see
0: yeah wrong band all right so the VR2 roguelite shooter The Foglands, which I thought looked really, really cool when they showcased it and they, show, they showcased it, they showed trailers for it. It's now going to be optional VR, which I don't know how I feel about this. It's like, is it, was it made for VR or this is like the reverse of what happens where like a game's made for the flat screen and they're like, oh, let's make it a VR game. Like, how do you take a VR game and turn it into a flat screen game? The game's going to be releasing on Halloween, October 31st, but it's called The Foglands. And this game actually looks cool. I don't know how I feel about this weird reversal. I mean, you can still play it in VR, they say. It's going to be for both, though. S-S-S- Jake, what's your take on this? It's strange. Uh,
1: yeah, I... It was originally VR only, but now it's VR optional. It was going to be a VR2
0: game, correct.
1: I I don't know. I I think that's probably fine. I mean, you could probably implement... It's probably much easier to go from VR to not VR than the other way around. Like, you could just, you just add... You could probably just add some... The normal FPS controls to it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it might there might be elements of the gameplay that become unbalanced or something when you switch from vr to i don't know what you want to call the opposite of it not vr or whatever.
0: non-vr
1: but um i think that this is probably them just doing this because psvr2 has not doesn't have like this huge saturation and maybe they figure well we can do it pretty easy yeah. and it'll reach a broader audience if we do it this way
0: So Yeah, I just the game doesn't not to cut you off, man. The game the game aesthetic is awesome, like with these weird creepy characters with like these big big cowboy hats and they're they're dressed to the nines and stuff. And he's holding cards. Like it's like if you go to the PlayStation blog, they they released an article two days ago and I'll just read it right off the blog what it says. It says, jump into PSVR 2 and smack some monsters around, then sit yourself down and play with a controller on your PS5 while you cool off. The Foglands were released with a first person shooter mode on PS5 alongside PSVR 2 at launch on October 31st, so no headset required. Either way you play, the fate of the hold is in your hands. And it says, The Foglands is an upcoming anti Western atmospheric roguelite that puts you in the boots of Jim, a brand new runner. As a runner, the people of the hold rely on you to bring home scavenged goods and fend off twisted creatures of the fog. When a hulking behemoth from the depths threatens the survival of the hold, it's up to you to go out there and put a stop to it and die trying.
1: Was this this game at—I'm, like, watching a trailer for it now. Was this at one of the showcases? Yeah. Okay. I remember this game now. It looks— It looks kind of cool. Yeah, but then it looks kind of shitty at the same time. I mean, that's what i That's what I was just gonna say. It's got some. It's definitely got some jank to it, but
0: the aesthetics cool. It looks like
1: one of those games that could end up just being a fun sort of indie VR experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As long as it's not, as long as it doesn't play like shit. You know, if it plays good, even if it
0: looks kind of janky, it could still be fun. I don't. I don't think there's an appeal to play this game on PS5. I think that I think there's only an appeal to play in VR2. I think moving it to flat screen is is isn't going to do them any good cuz it I wouldn't want to play this game on a flat screen looking at it. Huh. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, you would. I'd be
1: surprised. I I don't know. I'm I'm watching like at the end of this trailer they show the the FPS mode or whatever they're calling it. Yeah and um it definitely doesn't look as floaty as like the vr mode does but i don't know man it's so hard to say like these types of games (laughs) i i almost hate watching trailers for first person shooters and stuff like this because until you actually play it you don't know how it's actually even gonna feel right you don't so it could feel like total shit regardless yeah but you could pick it up and it could be freaking you know Doom-level first-person shooting. Yeah, right. But it's... I mean, you can kind of tell from the way that it looks, but not really until you get your hands on it. So... I mean, that's
0: true. Who knows? That's true. We need to start getting some early copies of shit so we can, don't have to, like, buy all this shit to try it out. Uh, <laughs> we don't do any legit reviews, but I bet you companies would like to hear us talk about their game on a podcast. You know what I mean? We need to get that fucking machine rolling so we can start getting some early access to some shit you and I it'd be fun it would definitely elevate the podcast a little bit I think we could talk about some games when they come out we, we've we gone back and forth about it what it is what it is not you and I but like do listeners care they say they don't care that we're relevant but would it be helpful maybe to be relevant to get the show out there to more people probably so the listeners who find us are content with whatever the fuck we do but Uh, getting some more traction with new people. I think it would help us to be talking about more current games, but that's the new sections for Jake. This next one kind of sucks. It sucks. It doesn't kind of suck. It just sucks. This is a lot of people. We had a, we had a layoff we talked about last week. That was like 10 people. Uh, More layoffs have hit the industry, and this one is kind of tough. Not that any aren't, but almost 900 employees have been let go from Epic Games. Uh, Epic is, of course, the studio behind Fortnite. Um, This news comes from Bloomberg. CEO Tim Sweeney had sent a memo to the workers indicating that they were spending a lot more money than earning for quite some time. And Epic Games also owns Mediatonic, which was the studio behind Fall Guys, who are also being affected by these layoffs. So, I don't even, 900 people? That's like egregious, dude. How can you mismanage your company to a point where you're letting 900 fucking people go? To be fair, that's only like 10 or
1: 12% of their staff. It's not like they have a huge, huge yeah, that's true. But that's a lot of people regardless. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. It is a lot. Right before the holidays, man. And I'm sure... We also don't really know the roles of these employees. Um, You know, there could be... It could just be a a thinning of the herd for, you know... Maybe they're eliminating a lot of redundant jobs and stuff. Obviously, we don't want anyone to ever lose their jobs. And this is a a lot of people. So, certainly, there are are valuable employees that are going to end up losing their jobs because of this. But, um, Epic's huge. The economy is in a weird place right now. And it's, you're starting to see a lot of companies be a little bit more careful about the way that they do business, especially with interest rates being so high and all this crazy, uh, all this other crazy crap going on. Yeah. So I feel bad for these people. Hopefully they can land on their feet. Um, it's hard to believe that a company like Epic can, who's got Fortnite, they've got Unreal Engine, you know, they were, they were like the original creator of Gears of War, Unreal Tournament, uh, they they've got the, the Epic Game Store, they're a big <coughs> fucking company, and it's hard to believe that they could. but the thing is, is that when you look at these big companies, a lot of times they end up with bloat. They bite off more than they can chew
0: sometimes.
1: Yeah. I know that I've worked with big companies before that, you know, they've got a lot of employees that it's just like, what do you do here? You know what I mean? But, like, because of the way that the business is structured, it's easy for that kind of thing to get lost in the fold. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're tightening their belt and so they're going through, like, all their staff and being like, who can we afford to – who must we keep and must we not keep? It's, uh, it's a tough thing to talk about because you obviously don't want people to lose their jobs. But at the same time, from the, you know, the business side of it, they're probably like, well, we have to do – we have to manage this better and part of that is
0: you got to put a tourniquet turn on the bleeding is what you got to do.
1: Yeah. And I have a hard time believing like when you say they're spending more than they're making, like that's fucking bullshit. But, um, it could be cause they're making billions of dollars just on Fortnite. Well, I mean,
0: could you imagine like J- Jake, I, I don't even know how a modern day mom and pop company can pay to employ people. A livable wage, yeah. I mean, you have to fucking be making hand over fist money. So, di- like dude,
1: it's if insane. Like, we work. I work for a small company, and my boss has told me before how how the taxes work for the company. It's fucking ridiculous mm. how much taxes small companies have to pay. Yeah, and you think about a company like you know let's just say fucking Amazon or something, they hardly have to pay any taxes. But you talk about a company like, and I'm sure, I I don't mean to start a political argument because this inherently becomes one all the time. But like, I work for a company that there's like 10 or 15 of us that work there. And my boss basically, like, for every employee, pays, like, 50% in taxes on them. Because, like, you – like, he has to pay tax on – like, he has to pay tax on us and then he has to pay tax on every dollar we produce. And then, you know, like, there's, like, all this weird shit. Like, he was doing the math for me at one point in time and it's like, you're right. How can a small business even afford to fucking pay anybody? I don't understand. And especially now – where inflation is so high that the cost of living has gone up, yeah. and people don't want to pay more for anything, yeah. so it's like, dude, what do you do? I don't know. And I'm not saying that Epic <laughs> probably not is tax related this epic to this. <laughs> You know, I I imagine that they are businesses that that operates in good faith.
0: Yeah, but I would imagine too. The thing that sucks is like. if you're looking at your employees in 900, while it affects all these people personally in the, in the standpoint of operating a successful business could just be five people for another business, just a smaller business, right? The, you're looking at the percentage of people. Like you said, it's like 12%, 13% or something. So like, you know, if you have 10 people that you're employed, that's one person that you're getting rid of. And like, if you're a small business and you have way less income, cutting ties from one of 10 people could be just what you need to like get yourself back above water. But the difference is, is like, we're talking an unfathomable amount of gross income for a company like Epic. Epic but like yeah. the bills still got to fucking be paid you know and how that washes out i couldn't begin to i'm not an accountant but like to think that like it's not like one or two people like is going to make a difference it's like no in order for us to get to where we need to be we got to cut 900 people that's that's like almost gross mismanagement of a company like like to let like but then again is it like because the company's so big if they're getting rid of 900 people, how many people are keeping their jobs? Yeah, probably 8,000. 8,000 to 9,000 people probably get to keep their job. They're employing yeah. probably around ten to 11,000 people. 900 had to go. It doesn't sound as bad when you put it that way. But when you say 900 people are getting like, oh, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. So it's all perspective.
1: It sucks, bottom line. It sucks.
0: Perspective.
1: I think what really what really kind of frustrates people is that like they I think I think they're actively hiring at the same time. Yeah. But you know, the one thing is is that like you got to not you got to think with your head and not your heart on that because they're probably actively hiring per, for positions that they cannot find the right skill set for. Yeah and the positions that they're laying off are probably positions that they have no problem finding the right skill set for. Yeah. So if you imagine like they have a position where it's like I need like a like a network reliability engineer or something like that where it's like oh you need a, like a really high skill set it's there are very few employees available on the market that are able to do that regardless of whether or not they have to lay people off. They need somebody to fill that position. But then you go to the other side of the aisle and it's like, okay, uh, like, um, let's say something along the lines of like a freaking uh, HR employee or something like that. It's like, okay, well, it's not, you know, that's not a position that is I don't want to say it's 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 definitely a, an important position, but chances are they're not actively struggling to find people to fill that job. So companies on this scale are actively going to be managing, th- like, you know, they're not going to be actively hiring. They, they might actively be hiring and laying off at the same time based on you just have to be cognizant of the positions and like the fact that just because one person is being laid off doesn't mean they can fill the role that needs to be filled so it's it's very business is very cold-blooded in that way and it's really really tough i can't imagine being like somebody who makes these decisions at one of these large companies imagine being the guy that signs the fucking executive order that's like lay off 900 people
0: Yeah. Like that sounds crazy to me. Yeah. I'm sure that that person, I hope, I'm not sure. I hope that that person lost a little bit of sleep the night before they had to do that. You know, I mean, there, no matter how much is, no matter how much you want to, you want to keep it strictly business, it's almost inhuman to, to, to not feel bad about it. I mean, and if you don't feel bad about it, then, you know, that's saying something about you. Not you, but I mean, as a person in general. You know what I mean, generally speaking. But like, it's it's crazy because I I talked to a friend of mine at our show, and uh, he had worked someplace for like nineteen years, and uh, he he got let go, and he said it was like, what the fuck do you do? You know, what do you do when you when you when you're committed to work? It's hard. It's got to be so hard for so many people. I don't know what I would do, man. I'm just you know. Um, I don't know. It's just a lot of people, man. I, but I I hope that they find somewhere where they can still continue to work in the video game industry if that's what they want to do. So, you know, it's, it's probably hard enough to get into the games industry as it is, let alone to get in, in with a company like Epic and have like a, probably a pretty well-paying job and then feel like you've got finally your feet underneath you and then just like get told that like. They can't afford to keep you anymore, which would feel like it's not that like you can't do your job. It's like we just can't afford to pay you anymore because we don't have it. <laughs> and you're like you're like, what the fuck, your Epic Games? How do you, can you not pay me? Whatever you know, I don't know. It's gotta feel kind of shitty to get that. Sure, but anyways, let's move on. Anyways, best of luck to those people. Jake, we talked a little bit about Alan Wake too. And whether or not we're going to play it together, um, not together, but at the same time, congruently, Remedy has now come out and said that they built Alan Wake two to be a thirty frames per second experience. But that aside, the game will concurrently have a performance mode included with it, which is just their way of saying it's going to be, it's going to look way better, thirty frames per <laughs> second. But if you need it to be at 60, you can do it. I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll almost certainly play this in
0: 60 frames.
1: I can't imagine it looking that much better. I can. No game has ever to me... Like, it would literally have to... (sighs) Because most of the time, when you switch from 30 to 60, the only difference is... The ray tracing stuff. Ray tracing and um, resolution. Yeah. And unless you're, you know, like you, and you have too big of a fucking television for the room that you're sitting in. It's not too big. It's perfect. Yes, it is. Dude, you sit like fucking eight feet from your TV, and you've got how big of a TV? I don't know, 65? 65? 65, it's too big for the room that you're in. It's perfect for me. It's perfect for you because you're... Because I'm 42 and and I can't see shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so when you have a TV that big and you're sitting that close to it, you can see how crazy the difference is in the pixels. But... Yeah, man, it's... uh, I literally... Nine times out of ten when i switch between these modes in these games um i can know i can tell a difference but i'm like i don't care it doesn't look that much better yeah so and and to be honest with you even if it did i i'm just kind of over it i just want it to feel good when i play it i've seen enough pretty games that like i don't need to for it to like Like, I'm not going to even really be. Like, after the first hour, I'm not going to be like, oh, like, drooling over it. I'm going to be focused on what I'm playing. So,
0: yeah. No, I. That's just my opinion. Dude, I get it. I do, because I play at 60 also. But uh, this Cyberpunk game in 30, dude, it, to me, it looks fucking night and day difference. 30 and 60. Because of all the crazy lighting in this game, like in Night City and like. Thirty and sixty, dude. They look very, very noticeably different. They also play very fucking noticeably different. So I just wish I can't wait till we get to a point where we can just thread the needle a little more on having the game look like Cyberpunk in thirty, but play if. It's sixty. I just want to get there.
1: Yeah, buy a PS5 Pro. You'll be able to do it. A PS5, no, you won't. PS5 Pro won't be able to do that. Yeah, why wouldn't it? That's the whole point. We'll see. The whole point of the P. The whole point of the Pro model is so that you can play. It's not games out yet. At 4K, sixty. It's not out yet. I know, but that's that. That's gonna be the point of it. <laughs> uh, if you can't play, I thought a time travel for a games minute like that. If 4K is 60, like <laughs> the there's no fucking talking. point in releasing it. It's not, it's gonna bomb. So yeah,
0: dude. The way you were talking, I literally thought I missed something. Like I thought it was out. No. Like I was like, what the fuck is no, happening? No, no, You're no, like, no. dude, just get a PS4 Pro, PS5 Pro. I'm like, what? No. Dude, what the no, fuck do no. you it... know? No, you do know. I mean, yeah, that that is always the that's always the selling point for those pro models. But honestly, uh, the listeners are probably like, just get a fucking high end PC and do it that way nah, fuck that yeah. I ain't PC fucking with sucks. it I ain't messing with I,
1: it I, I have a gaming PC and I I prefer the console experience it's way more convenient yeah and a lot of PC games are like yeah they, they look the games look the best and run the best on PC but they're also broken a lot of the time when they're not broken on
0: console so I don't really know what to say about that anyway moving on I'm typing this hold on jeez I'm just like I was like, here's the perfect opportunity. Um, All right. So the next news point, and we're almost through the news, which means we're almost getting towards the end of the show, is that there are rumors of potentially a new state of play incoming. And the only reason that this is a rumor is because, like, some sort of assistant to Hideo Kojima... Posted a picture of him sitting in front of a fucking computer where you can't see the screen, but you can see just enough of the screen to know that it's video editing software. And they're like, he's cutting a trailer for some shit. Like, <laughs> it's like, of course he is. It's what he fucking does. He probably lives in video editing software. But so people are like, dude, we haven't heard anything about Death Stranding 2. Do you think Do you think it's, you know, before the holidays, state of play, Death Stranding 2? We're going to hear something else about it to get everyone talking about it over the holidays At their Christmas parties and like, oh, did you see the fucking trailer? Jake, when do you think – first of all, do you think there's an incoming state of play? And secondly, when do you think we're going to see more from Death Stranding 2? Uh,
1: I would imagine that it will be after Spider-Man comes out. Between Spider-Man and the Game Awards is when we'll get the state of play. It might even be like a couple weeks or a week before the Game Awards. You know, just, like, kind of to preempt it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, but that would be my guess.
0: Do you want to see more of Death Stranding 2?
1: I don't really care. Um, we got I mean, a I lot. Care in that, like...
0: What's that? We got a lot of Death Stranding 2 already. We've gotten a lot yeah, of fucking I mean, shit th- for this game.
1: It... Would it be cool to see another trailer? Yes, but only because I love Kojima trailers, but not necessarily because it's Death Stranding 2. It could be, you know, a freaking trailer for Furbies or something, and if <laughs> Kojima cut it, I'd be all about it.
0: That should be amazing, Because he's going to pick
1: some dope-ass track, and it's going to be cinematic and amazing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I am excited, though, about the prospect of a new state of play because hopefully they're going to uh, shed some more light on what's going on within PlayStation because we're really we really don't know what's next as far as games go other than Spider-Man and
0: Wolverine essentially I still have fantasies about Resistance coming back (sighs) it very well could very well could yeah i don't know we'll leave it at that when do the listeners think that death stranding 2 is going to come back i know that we have listeners who enjoy death stranding and i was late to that party but i loved it playing it i fucking love that game it is so good i'll never play it again because it was just too much too much of my life but it was awesome and jake i highly recommend you dive back into that one Last news point. I might, yeah. You should. Last, last news point for the day. Jake, we have been open on the podcast before, and we will be open on the podcast again down the road. We both really like Naughty Dog, and I would say that we're probably in the majority. We appreciate the games that they put out, and uh, they have this thing called The Last of Us Day. So this happened, um, which is, they used to be called Outbreak Day. They got rid of that because they didn't think it was very, uh, very cool to call something Outbreak Day during COVID when people were dying. So, you know, much respect to them for having a little of of a tact about it. But they changed it to the Last of Us Day. Still the same date. I think it's September or something. But this day came and went. And Naughty Dog tweeted about it and they said there will be no new game announcements. There will be no new game anythings. We're just going to celebrate The Last of Us Day with you guys. And they did a live stream. They had some new merch like Ellie's backpack and some other things for The Last of Us. I have here in the notes like what what is the deal with factions? What is the deal with The Last of Us 3? But as we pull away further and further from The Last of Us Part 2 and with the depressing news or maybe less depressing and more kind of gobstop news that the Last of Us factions wasn't on a trajectory that Sony was cool with. I feel truly that Naughty Dog has lost some momentum at this point. And this this unfortunately, this last of us day coming and going with nothing Naughty Dog has done a lot of things where it's just been a lot of nothing. And it's just starting to feel... And I know they're going to... Whatever they do, say whatever they're going to say, it's going to be fucking top-tier banging. But, like... I feel like I'm not as amped on this studio. And I wonder if people are feeling the same way about them right now. Or, you know do we need to see something? The only thing we ever got from factions was like a still, some still artwork. And then they, I think they gave some cosplay tips recently before comic con or something. And it was like, here's uh, how to dress up for factions. But there were, they, they specifically said not factions, the game, but like factions from, the Last of Us Part 1 online factions. Here's how what those people wear. Here's how we would do it. Mm-hmm. So they are very guarded about what they're working on, rightfully so. But that news story came and went about factions kind of getting waylaid. And to this day, there's not been any further mention or explanation of what the fuck is happening over there. And the fact that they come out and they're like, yeah, check us out. This is Last of Us Day. But it's like all this washed up, Last of Us 2 shit. And it's like, I feel like they lost momentum. And I love Naughty Dog. But I think it's time for them to do something. Show something. Anything. I don't want a game trailer. Just, like, tell us what you're doing. Because no one knows. I, I only think it matters
1: because we were expecting... Yeah, factions, and it got—I don't know—put in the closet or whatever you want to say. But uh, if we didn't know, like, if we didn't know about factions and weren't expecting something about factions, and let's say it had been, uh, you know, three years since the Last of Us Part Two came out, we might. Be kind of ready for the next announcement, but I don't know that anybody would have any sort of opinions like what you're talking about. It's been over three
0: years since The Last of Us like, 2 was released.
1: I think that uh, people at this point would, would just be kind of starting to wonder what the hell is going on at Naughty Dog. But I don't think that the sentiment would be the same if it wasn't for the stutter step that was Mm. factions. So without factions, I don't think that it would be as noticeable. But because factions kind of came and went, I guess we can say, uh, people are like, well, then, you know, what the hell is going on? So uh, it's tough to say. But I... I don't know that I have really any opinion on this because a lot of studios do stuff like this. You know, like BioWare will probably do some bullshit on November 7th for N7 Day or whatever the hell. I don't even know if that's N7 Day. But uh, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll like post a fucking picture of a spaceship and be like, oh, Mass Effect will return or some crap like they did last year. So it's not like it's just Naughty Dog that does this kind of thing. And even in the past, like, they've done stuff like posted greeting cards about the last, like, with the Last of Us characters in it. And, you know, shared certain things about the game, but maybe not necessarily uh, revealed anything new. On the Last of Us Day, like, have they ever revealed something new on the Last of Us Day? Like, ever?
0: No, but but I think at this point, like, I understand that like there are still like diehard fans and stuff, but like for me, if you're gonna sit in the backfield, just fucking stay there until you're ready to announce. Enna- like, don't don't just do the thing that you do every year and just release merch to make some money, like and I'm sure Sony made the merge. I don't think Naughty Dog made it, but like, it's just, I don't know. Like, like you said, like pick, pick, pick what you're going to do here. Like, and, and they did try and I'm not, I'm not at all shitting on them. I mean, I love Naughty Dog, but like they're my favorite studio, but like, it's one of those things where like, I, I'm okay with waiting and we're going to have to wait that. What other options are there? And based on how long it takes them to make games, if they had to go back and redo this shit and they had their team split up into two or something while they're making the last of part two, maybe, maybe they had to start from square one here this past year. And it takes them five years to put a good game out. Like I would say, like, I mean, more, I would imagine for Naughty Dog. They're like the weaker than's, man. Like when that when the weaker than's were a band, they they wrote the best and put out the best records, I thought, in their genre. But like, you'd get an album every five fucking years, and it was just like, come on, guys, like I want more. And uh, but what the weaker than's didn't do was come out at like two and a half years, three years, and be like, hey, we're gonna celebrate our band, uh, and we're gonna talk about us. But then like here's all the shit that happened three years ago when we were in the studio recording that last record you like so much. It's just like, I, I don't know. Like, if you're, gonna, if you're, if you're not going to say anything that feels like momentum, all they had to do, in my opinion, all they had to do was be like, we're still working on something really exciting, but we can't share it with you now. But we're still going to celebrate The Last of Us Day. All they said was there will be no new game announcements or game anythings or something. I've got to find that fucking tweet. But, like, they could have, like...
1: I think, you're just being a, I think you're just being a curmudgeon.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: I think you're just being a salty fan is all you're
0: doing. No, because I can wait. It's hear just something. like, come on, guys. What are you doing No, no, no no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. You, you can't be, like...
0: Twitter. Like, if you... Let's say, it,
1: it, you know, f- freaking... On. This month is going to be about whatever, the couple of years... Two or three years know. since we released the first album with the flood on it. Yeah. And, like, you mean to say that it would be unwarranted for you to be excited or, or want to celebrate the anniversary of that album's release? Yes. Or want to talk about it with, without without talking about the next fucking album that's coming out? You can't just be excited about this thing you made a few years ago? Nope, you're not allowed like that's, to. To me, it's just like and the reason why they made that statement is because people just expect
0: right, shit right. from right right no 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 i get that i understand that and that it was smart to say something but i just feel like they missed an opportunity to like assure people that shit's not fucking in shambles over there I get get what you're saying, but the problem
1: is, is that people read into everything. So if they say anything, Mm -hmm. if they even say we're working on something cool, everybody's going to read into it. There's going to be huge news stories. There's going to be this, that or whatever. Expectations are going to explode. And then when they announce something and it's not up to what people expect it to be, people are going to lose their fucking mind. Right. So So, So
0: this is what they tweeted. This is. Yeah. happy the last of us day in the last of us the outbreak occurred on September 26 2013 throwing the world into chaos but we're taking this opportunity to celebrate we won't be announcing any new game or TV show content but we have a stream starting at 9am like they took all this time to put together a stream and stuff I don't know like I think they're trying to keep the fans close and be in their in their heads You know, they, Naughty Dog doesn't want to be like I think what they're trying to avoid is happening. is what I'm saying. As a fan, I think it's happening. I I, I feel like... When was the last time they were even in a relevant conversation recently? When we said that, like, Factions wasn't coming out. Which is so... Like, not Naughty Dog. So it's concerning. It's just a little concerning still, I think, to me. And, like, this just kind of, like... I think it's just, like fortifies my opinion on that, that like i'm not sure what's going on over there like I, before there was no doubt that whatever the fuck they were doing was going to be fucking rad i didn't I, I wouldn't care if i had to wait 10 years for it because whatever they put out is going to be probably my new favorite fucking thing i sure sh- sh- and i still kind of feel that way but like i feel like there was a shake up over there dude i feel like some i sh- think this is just i think this is just a
1: product of rampant expectations and them never like always producing something better. Yeah.
0: They got they got they set the bar way too high, man. The precedent I mean
1: it's it's like you're you're you know you're weaker than's analogy, you get like annoyed by the fact that they release an album every five years. well, if they released an album every two years, it probably wouldn't be as good,
0: yeah, well, they did break and up so and they like, they wouldn't be as good, and that's my point, right I get that but so, like
1: so, yeah, so it's like it's one of these things I think that that just you know not everything has to be f- fucking drama, no like just just like if the, if they want to just have a live stream and celebrate the last of us people should just take that for face value they should the fact that they have to say the fact that they even have to say we're not announcing anything just puts into perspective the type of environment that they they are working in right now all
0: right let me let me put and, let me put all right go keep going sorry i came up with another analogy go ahead
1: yeah and and so like for me it's just like My whole perspective on it is that I know whatever the next game they release is, I know it's going to be great. And I and I'm my understanding is that factions was almost certainly a great game. It just wasn't able to be monetized well enough. That's why it was put on the shelf. So it's one of those things where, like, I know that whatever they make next is going to be nothing less than great. So. I'm just just go with the fucking flow until they announce something.
0: Right. Right. And, and I mean, yeah, that's easy. I, here's the thing. I hate spiders. Right. Here's my new analogy. Hate spiders. I see a fucking huge ass spider running through my house. I'm uneasy for a few days. Right. But then, like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even care about it. Um, I know it's in the house somewhere. I know it's doing its fucking thing. And I'm OK with that. Just don't fucking be crawling around where I'm at making me think about you. And like that spider inevitably will run out at some fucking point, And then I'm like trying to fucking murder it and kill it or like get it out of the house. But then like, I'm reminded of it and how I don't like what's happening with the spider in my house. It's almost like, I think they would have been better to not, I, I get what you're saying. You have every right to celebrate something beautiful that you made. You should celebrate the game. You got a community. You got people who want to do this. But for me personally, this was nothing more than a reminder that factions has been delayed. And uh, yeah, maybe I'm being negative. Maybe it's fa- salty filmboy stuff. But like I looked at this and I'm like, this is the one studio that I fucking need a game from on the PS5, like made for the PS5. And there's not been any transparency with the fans about what even really fucking happened. And I think that's what bothers me the most. So to like, to just put out another thing about last of us day and not, and pretend like the shit with factions never happened is annoying to me. It's a reminder to me. The fact that they said nothing is more of a reminder than if they would have just been like, don't worry, guys. We got you. We're still working on shit. Don't read into this. It's going to, you know, It. all we can say is that we're still working on something awesome. And I know Druckmann said some stuff like he was excited about the, the the new project he's working on. You know, he's so excited about it. But he probably felt like he had to get ahead of some shit and say shit, you know, just to like make sure people still believed in what they're about. But then that news dropped, and I think it scared people, man. And it, and it didn't really affect me much to begin with, but, like, this the radio silence from when that, that story about factions hit, which I don't know when that came out. It seems like it's been at least almost half a year at this point. Maybe it's been four months. I don't know how long ago it was. We've not heard anything else about it. Not so much as a fucking fart. Like, nothing. There's been nothing. Like... This is this is Sony's biggest, arguably biggest fucking studio. And this shit hit the fan. And they're just pretending like it never fucking happened. And it's like, what are you doing over there? Like, I don't, I don't need to see anything. I don't need a game title. I just want... If you're going to tweet some shit about The Last of Us. And you're going to say, we're not going to give you any new game or TV content. You should follow that up with... We don't know when we can, but we're still working on shit. Because as far as we know, it's just fucking hot air over there now. Like, we knew factions was happening. No one knows what happened to it. Do we have to know? We don't have to know. I'm just like, I'm a little nervous about the situation is all I'm saying. You need to
1: fucking chill out, my dude. (laughs) Totally. This is podcast gold. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like uh, uh, I don't know. So so basically, what you've explained over the last couple minutes is that the problem is yours, and they didn't
0: actually do anything wrong. Correct. But I'm voicing my concern in case in case there's some teeth to it. You heard it here first, but I'm just saying, like, I guarantee seriously. you, I guarantee you that the team at Naughty Dog is just sitting around fucking
1: with their thumb up their butt, playing tic tac toe. I don't know if we're even going to make a game anymore. They're, they're all fucking playing mind, play ping pong in the break room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. They're going for the nine hundred ninety nine mines and minesweeper. It's just an office contest. I don't
1: know. Yeah, but, if, like I don't know. Man. Yeah, I, I don't know. If you found out that like some major, like you know, if Neil Druckmann came out and was like, you know, I'm um, not even necessarily that he wasn't working on the project, but that he, but he was just like, like he was leaving the company or something or or there was some other like like uh like concrete evidence of a major shakeup. Then i could understand maybe being a little bit more concerned but to me what this kind of outlines is just that like yeah it just might mean that it's gonna take longer for us to get something and i should just not expect something for a while yeah so like I don't know. I mean, I I get where you're coming from and I can totally understand why people might be might be uh, frustrated. But the point of the matter is, is that if you want these high budget games, you want these fucking 50 hour experiences, you want this shit. It's going to take five, six, seven, eight years to make these things. So if you want Naughty Dog to make a freaking eight-hour, like, streamlined, just kind of – I don't want to say throwaway experience, but like a little bit more of a short, tight experience, you could probably get a game in three years, three or four years. But the expectations are so high that it's just – these games are going to take longer and longer and longer and longer to make. So – the Last of Us Two came out in 2020. I would not expect the next game from Naughty Dog until 2025, 2026 at the
0: earliest. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely so, not going to be 2024. No fucking so, way. So,
1: and, and the thing, the thing is, is that if they did say something people are just going to ask him about it over and over and over again for the next 3 years Rangum. and people are going to be having all these other questions and wondering all this shit i mean it's like uh you know it's like the like the best strategy a lot of times when there is <laughs> so uh, yeah like rumor and speculation is to just sony's strategy has always been no comment and it's just like Yeah, you don't confirm or deny anything. And then that way, like, people can make things up in their own head, I guess, kind of like you do. but
0: Well, it was was the 10-year anniversary of The Last of Us, the first game. And I went to their post about this, and I'm looking at it now. Now, I didn't even know this, but I'm looking at the comments, and people were like, 10-minute live stream for 10 years of The Last of Us. And then someone was like, tune in for what exactly? <laughs> and then someone said, you could have just reiterated what you've already said in the past about your projects. And it would have helped this community feel better, but saying nothing makes us assume the worst. That's kind of where I'm at. But then it says, uh, uh, someone was like, we want, we just want some updates. That's all we really care about. And then some people were like, this was a really disappointing 10, year anniversary, this was, a, this was a live stream for art and merch. It was a complete waste of time. So they're not in the good graces of the fans right now. Uh, and then some, someone, someone writes, it's satisfying watching Naughty Dog getting called out for the lack of transparency. So I get what they're doing, but I'm just saying I think they handled this the wrong way just i this is my absolute first time of looking at the responses to their tweet about this i had no some are some are decent like this one says happy outbreak dates picture of a clicker um
1: i just think a lot
0: of it is just built
1: based Internet on expectations bullshit. if yeah. if any other studio was doing this nobody would be saying this shit yeah it's because it's not well a- they are
0: the crown jewel so, of fucking yeah sony so or playstation so
1: so i think there's just some maybe it just needs to people just need to temper their expectations. Like, like fucking chill out a little bit. It's it's video games, man. It's not not real life. No, it's not. But I I think people are just
0: nervous because they love Naughty Dog. And, like, I think Naughty Dog, I don't want to say they're responsible for a lot of people owning PlayStation shit, but they definitely got me back in PlayStation for sure, and I've been with them since. They
1: are amazing. I don't disagree with you.
0: I don't disagree with you there. I'm not worried, Um, per se, that like they're not ever going to put another game out it's just i just feel like it was a it was a bad step they could have just said anything else in that or added to it like like that one person said just reiterate what you've already told us just put a new date stamp on that fucking statement because like it's been too long since we've heard from you like anything it's weird anyways yeah you're right maybe i'm just being a little bitch over here but I fucking yeah, I don't know. I fucking have a feeling about it and I don't like it. It might be 2030 by the time we get a fucking game from them.
1: I honestly don't know if it would bother me even if the next Naughty Dog game was bad. I, I wouldn't I would be happy be okay about it. it.
0: But I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold I wouldn't hold it against them. Like I I think I'm just
1: I love video games but <laughs> I'm very cognizant of the fact that they don't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. do, yeah. they do matter to a lot of people and they're very important to a lot of people. But The people, like I think, a lot of times people forget that the people that are making the games are also people that have lives, just like you do, and so they have to navigate this minefield that is fucking people's fandom. Yeah, and so they maybe didn't make the right decision with doing this like merch fueled live stream or whatever. Yeah, but I guarantee you, the pushback that they got on it was not (laughs) was not like. You know probably equivalent to what they should have (laughs) received for that
0: yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah people overreact to everything dude i yeah i wasn't trying to be an overreactor i'm just trying to instigate interesting conversation about the studio and like i don't know if i just don't know they have to do something like they had to do something for outbreak day, right? They have to. It's their property and they should and they're proud of it. But I would have I would have included a one sentence blurb just like you know, not even stay you can't say stay tuned because that just means like it's coming soon. You you just have to say for those who are concerned, we're still working away over here. Can't wait. I to- mean
1: honestly that what they should have done is they should have literally just put up a poster, like, on their Twitter that said, like, Outbreak Happy Day. Outbreak Day with, like, a picture of Joel. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then made
1: done with it. Like, literally just that and that. I it. agree. But- like, don't do a stream. Don't do anything. Don't, you know, attract the attention of the fucking – like, they still would have gotten some probably negative press and shit of people being like, where's the next thing, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think it would have been as crazy if they didn't do the whole – If they didn't talk so much.
0: I think, yeah. And I think anyone that tuned into that stream expecting to see something about factions or new game is a complete fucking idiot. Because they said in their tweet that they weren't going to do that. So you can't show up to that stream and be like, where the fuck is it? That's fucking dumb. But you could see that tweet they sent and been like. You could have said that you're still working on something like you're, you know, you're excited to show us what's coming next. Something as little as that is enough to like reinstill the fucking hope. But like, because there has been no transparency and they don't have to have transparency with their fans until they're ready to, but it would be nice is all I'm saying. Just, just a fucking nugget, just a string to pull on for a second. I mean, and just let them go back into their hidey hole. Let them do their fucking thing. They're naughty dog. But like something. What the fuck happened with factions? It's still a fucking mystery. Yeah. And I get it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's 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 quit this show, man. That was good talk, man. I'm I I felt passionate about talking about that topic. I don't know why. I didn't care much about it when I wrote it in the newspoint, but saying it out loud made it more real. Um manifested it we talk about new games every podcast every show we talk about new games and uh, we talked about the new games already because we recorded our last episode one ninety two ninety five. we recorded that I think on Wednesday Tuesday night so we talked about the games that we're dropping and the site that we go to push does not have a current list of upcoming games so we're just going to skip this over we'll be back next Wednesday with a list for you pulled from push square.com. But in the meantime, if you're curious about what games are coming out in the PlayStation network, just go on to the PSN and uh, look at their new games. I think there's some shit, but that's all I have about that. And lastly, Jake, it's time to close the show out. Do you have anything that you'd like to discuss before we wrap things up here? Nope. Uh, nope. (laughs) Jeez.
1: I'm, I'm, getting tired.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm kind of sleepy. Um, I wanted to do some more painting here tonight, but I don't know if I'm going to get to it. Oh my God, I'm trying to like type. Hold on one second. Thirty-four, forty-five. Type in the notes real quick, and then we'll close out. And then what time is it now? One thirty-five fifty-three. One thirty-five. Ah, Jesus. This OBS. Every time I try to type something on it, it. Uh, Pulls up a weird message. It must be like a shortcut that's like triggering something. Well, guys, that's it for the show. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation. Hopefully you have something to say right into us. As always, we will be back next Wednesday. And for the patrons who are subscribed, thank you very much. And uh, for those who aren't, dollar goes a long ways for us. And uh, if you have it, great. If you don't, no problem at all. Uh, It's never expected, but we do appreciate it. So with that out of the way, I got nothing else to say, but have a great week. Enjoy this last little bit of fall. Nice weather. And uh, until next time. Like Evil Dead the Game, Enemy of the State, and Elemental War 2. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.